Hello, fellow health and safety professionals. We are coming to you live from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, home of the Fonz, Laverne and Shirley, and of course, beer. How could it get any better than that? This is Ted Speaks Live. Our podcast will focus on keeping people safe, families together, and growing your career in short eight to 10 minute weekly segments. Your host is Ted Carew, the positive safety coach. Ted has over 25 years of health and safety experience in both manufacturing and construction. He started his career in the field and worked his way up to safety director. Ted also coaches football and knows how important it is to communicate expectations and work together both at work and at play. With this as Ted's background, he is excited to share some of his experiences with you and to improve your career and your company. Today, we have the privilege of speaking with some industry leaders. Cindy Festke is the president of Industrial Therapy Solutions, and Danielle Saunders is Industrial Therapy Solutions Healthcare Sales Specialist. Industrial Therapy Solutions is the premier provider of on-site services, including on-site therapeutic services and early intervention for musculoskeletal disorders. Exclusive North American provider of a whole body stretch program and ergonomics. Cindy is an occupational therapist by trade and has been working in industrial medicine for over 25 years. Danielle has her degree as occupational therapist and has been working with ITS for two years. Please welcome Cindy and Danielle to our podcast. Hi, ladies. How are you doing today? How are things going? We're doing well. Thanks. Things are going great, Ted. Well, thank you. I'm so glad you guys are here to uh, join us today and talk about stretching and the importance at work uh, type of mentality. This is a really tough subject for a lot of people to understand. And as the aging workforce, it's very important. So thank you for your time today. We just have some questions that we kind of like to ask you to start off with. Can you kind of explain your company, Industrial Therapy Solutions, and uh, some of the services that you guys may provide? Sure. Industrial Therapy Solutions is an on-site therapy, early intervention, and ergonomic consulting company. We have clinicians on-site at over 100 manufacturing companies nationwide. Um, Our programs and services are really designed to help prevent or avoid ergonomic injuries and then help manage them more successfully when they do happen. We support our clients everything from the hiring process all the way through injury management. So some of the, those programs include our post-offer pre-employment testing to help ensure employees are placed into jobs they can safely perform. We have our on-site rehab response program where our clinicians are actually on-site that company to see employees at the first signs of any pain or discomfort. Okay. And then to support that, we also have our remote rehab response program for those employees who are maybe working remotely or when the clinician cannot be on-site. We use a HIPAA-protected website so the employees can speak with one of our clinicians virtually via Skype-type connection. And really to support all of our programs, we have our unique MetaPosture program that goes beyond a typical stretch program that many employers have in place. Well, good. So you were saying a little bit about ergonomics and, and working with a boomer age coming through now. Do you guys see more of the retiring age group changing now? or more in need of ergonomics, I should say? We do. The the boomer group that's um, getting into retirement age, they need some ergonomics. But we're also finding that the younger generation is coming into the workforce with not having a good sense of their body and how it works. 
mm-hmm. and working in the, as we used to say, work smarter, not harder. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oftentimes they don't necessarily think in that matter. And why do you think that is from different generations like that? Well, I'm going to show my age, Ted. We call it experience here on this show. We don't want to upset anybody, just experience. Good. Okay. So my experience, <laughs> my generation, we did more physical jobs. There were more things that we had to do that were more physical in nature. We went outside and we played until the streetlights came on. We rode our bikes. We did work around the yard when we were growing up. The generation that's coming out now, the 20s and the 30s, those folks, they're more the techie age. I can't tell you how many people we've seen come through our clinics and in our programs where we have a lot of thumb problems. Well, the thumb problems are more related to playing video games and being on a computer than they are actually the job based on on what we're seeing condition-wise. So I think just the evolution of technology has really made a difference in people being ready to work, physically ready to work, and being kind of informed about what those ergonomics are. Oh, wow. That's very interesting to find out about the thumbs. Are you seeing a lot of organizations have claims against thumbs? Yes. You are? Okay. Yeah. And this was many years ago yet too, but when the Blackberries first came out, there was actually a diagnosis that was coined as Blackberry thumb from people being on their Blackberries and doing a lot of texting and hitting all those little tiny keys. So we still see that. What we see a lot in our younger generation is they may not necessarily have as much thumb issue, but their grip strength is a lot less than what it should be because all they're using is their thumb. So then when they have to do something where they're gripping something, then their thumb is going to become a problem because it's compensating. Well, I guess there's a good uh, theory that I have is I got two fat thumbs, so I can barely use them anyway. So that's probably a good (laughs) thing in this situation, huh? That's very true. (laughs) You both have a lot of experience working with companies, um, different organizations throughout the country, as as you said. Put into effect uh, stretch and bend programs, looking at muscular disorders that we kind of talk about in the workplace as a whole. Why do you think it's so important to put stretching programs into effect uh, for employees and companies? Well, lots of reasons, but probably the most primary reason and, and the thing that I think folks can wrap their heads around a little bit, mm-hmm. it really gets people ready to do the work. If you have, let's take those thumbs, for example, if you have thumbs that are super strong, but your fingers aren't as strong and that your wrists and your forearms aren't as strong, those muscles are probably going to be tight mm-hmm. as well. And if we stretch them, then when they're using those muscles, they're going to have less incident of having some injuries and having some discomfort. Um, So stretching programs have become, I don't necessarily want to say popular, but they've become more important as we're getting these various groups of people, the older generation that are going into retirement that have been doing it this way and haven't been stretching, and the, the group that's coming in that's young and they just aren't physically fit to do the job. Right. So think of it like an athlete. When athlete stretches before they go out onto the field, we want to make sure our workers are stretching and warming up and having that strength component to their regime before they get into the work task. Are you finding these stretch programs more popular in construction because it's a lot of a push in construction all the time or more in a manufacturing type of setting or is it kind of a little bit of both? We're finding it with both. And we're actually even finding it with some of our partners who are having sedentary work. So we've got a couple of partners that are 95% or more office workers. And we're finding that those folks are also really interested and getting in tune with the stretching program. What about how often the stretches should occur? Because I know when we implemented uh, different stretching programs, 
that I always told the people that we were implementing with that, hey, make sure you do this every day. And that's where it seemed to make a difference when you only do it maybe once or twice a week or what like that. It didn't seem to make quite the difference. How do you guys evaluate that or how do you look at that? So we've actually done a study on our stretching program and our stretching program is a little unique where it's kind of a threefold program. It stretches the muscles. It also strengthens the muscles that are not being stretched and it lubricates joints because it's an active type of stretching program. It's not getting into a position and holding that position for a period of time. It's more active. So what we have found in our study that we did is we did some body mechanics lifting, some different tests on individuals before they did the stretching program. We had two groups. One did stretching, one did not. So we did the same assessment on them prior to. Then we had the two groups either stretch or not stretch. And then we did the assessment again afterwards. And what we found, not only did they sleep better and have less stress and felt more flexible and felt like they could move better, things like that. But we also found that it really improved people's body mechanics. So again, as you had said, doing it once a week, really what kind of benefit are you going to get out of that? Probably not so much. We recommend that you do them at least once a day. If you can do them twice a day, the better off you're going to be. So just moving and lifting and doing the things that we have to do in our normal everyday life, it really does help improve those body mechanics as well. Yeah, we've implemented your program, as you well aware of, uh, several times at several different places. And it really does work out very well. I've had uh, people come up to me and say, you know what, I've actually felt better than I've ever felt in my life. Because a lot of the people are doing this, you know, normally, and it's a wear tear on their body. So yeah, and your industry is, and I've said this before, when I've done some of the rollouts with some of your guys, I've never seen harder working individuals than Mm -hmm. in your industry. So to get them to buy into this stretching program, and I know a lot of the crews do them twice a day, which is... right. Amazing to me, but I really can see the benefits for you guys. Right. The thing about that I see about the stretching is obviously the stretching, but it's also the communication, the talking in the morning that that creates from the efficiency mm-hmm. side of the organization too. So yeah, that's great. I know you guys have worked with many companies, like I said in the last question around the country. But what have you found workers when the best companies that are looking to have the best safety record? Why is this so important to have a, this type of program? Well, we look at it as we're not just coming in and we're going to give you a program and we're going to walk out. We really try to partner with you. And we really look at things from kind of a holistic approach. We're looking at what are everyone's agendas. You know, operations, they've got the agenda of getting production out there, getting things built. And Stacey has many different masters that they have to answer to. They've got the EPA, they've got their safety record, they've got OSHA, they've got lots of different masters. HR has different masters. So we really try and look at it from a holistic approach that we follow up with you guys. We want to make sure that from a stretching perspective, you're doing them correctly. We want to make sure that we're teaching you or we're teaching your instructors in order to teach them. A lot of times we're doing a train-the-trainer program. So we're making sure things are secure and that folks are doing them correctly and that they're not going to hurt themselves by doing a stretching program and that they add value to what the organization has to do at this moment. Sometimes employees just really want to be heard and cared for. So when, when companies put a stretching program in, they're doing it from a wellness type of perspective, usually. And then that really helps the employees feel that they're valued from the company. Well, that's great. Danielle, do you have anything that you want to follow up with on that? Yep. I was just going to add to that as well. I mean, Sydney talked about you know implementing the stretch program and all of our 
medical grants and services can be implemented individually, like just the MetaPasture program. Mm-hmm. But we really find those companies who implement several different of our services or a whole suite or package of our services, since they do all build off of each other, that those clients of ours can really see best improvement in their safety record as well. And it really does make a big difference. I know when I've implemented it on some different organizations, it really took our incident rate down. You're still going to have those type of injuries, but you're able to manage it so much better. And the employee was a lot of times a lot happier the way that you manage it. So that's all pluses. So what drew you to occupational therapy and safety, Cindy? Well, again, (laughs) I'm of that generation. So I've been a clinician for a really long time and I did work in other settings. But what I was finding when I was working in those other settings is I was always kind of patching people up. Mm -hmm. I, I never got to them before they got hurt, right? Yep. I always worked on the reactive side of things. And I'm a proactive kind of person. I'd really rather prevent something from happening. In safety, you have to be, right? In safety, we have to be proactive. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. So for me, it was maybe a little bit of the burnout of the reaction and wanting to do something that was more preventative. And that's when I kind of fell in love with the safety world because that's what you do is you guys work on the prevention side. So our programs really work on preventing and education and we're very safety conscious and we make sure that when we're in the manufacturing settings or construction settings or wherever we are, that we're following whatever safety protocol the client has put in place. So for me, it's changing those little things in someone's life that can make a big impact. I had an employee who I had seen for a while who just was stiff in the joints. From years and years of work, I assume? Just working? Yep, yep. And his goal was to be able to get up and down off the floor playing with his grandkids. So for me, it was, okay, how can I help this gentleman be able to get up and down off the floor without having such a problem doing it? So we taught him a bunch of things. We worked with him for about 30 days and he's been able to get up and down off the floor playing with his grandkids now for a couple of years. And those are the things that kind of helped me feel satisfied in my job. Wow, what a tremendous story to make a difference in somebody's life, not just the work life, but obviously the home life. So that's an incredible story, Cindy. Yeah. What changes have you seen over your careers with companies as far as ergonomics, changes that may have occurred over the years? Have they gotten better or have they gotten worse? Well, actually, it's kind of funny that you asked that question. We were talking about this internally the other day and and how things have improved so much over the years. When I first started in therapy, there was no real such thing as ergonomics. I mean, that was not a focus of what we did in the clinic or even when I would have to go treat work comp patients. That was not anything that was talked about. It was, how can I get this person better and stick them right back into the same position that got them hurt, right? Right. Yep. So things have really improved. There's a much bigger focus on it. There's more resources. The acceptance of ergonomics and making those changes for the employee's sake has really been strong in the last probably five to 10 years. Okay. I think everyone's striving to be better. So those improvements and ergonomics and even the engineers that we work with that are looking at things now going, okay, I need to engineer this so that I don't have a six foot five person working in a four foot two position. Right. Yep. So the knowledge has really improved. Yeah, I've seen that too. And it, it is really neat to see the progression of being able to work with ergonomics. And people understand a lot better, I think, than they ever did before. So if you guys could tell me, as a safety professional, one thing that would reduce pains and strains in a workplace, what would that be? You know, getting your employees involved 
Okay. So showing them that their thoughts are important, really getting them involved in trying to make any improvements within the facility, but also realizing as a safety professional that they don't have to do it all themselves. Mm-hmm. We're the experts in, in the industry. So coming to us and telling us your pain points and your goals and then letting us partner together with you to put a plan in place to help address those goals. So really, it's about getting employees involved mm-hmm. and then also finding what those pain points are and calling perhaps yourselves and making it happen and putting it into an action plan. Exactly. Good. Me being the positive coach, I am always looking for funny and uplifting stories. Do you guys have one from your professional experience that would uh, be a uplifting or uh, kind of a funny story? No names needed, though, of course. Of course. Of course. <laughs> I have lots of stories, but this is probably my favorite. Okay. We're, um, we're ready. Good. I had a patient who worked in a manufacturing setting and spent a lot of time hunched over based on his size. He was six foot two, very tall man, and did a lot of his work kind of on a low level. So he was in a crouched position quite often. And then when he would go home, he would either go fishing on his boat or he would sit in his chair and watch TV. So when we started this metaposture program at this particular facility, he was kind of a naysayer of, yeah, this isn't going to help me. I don't really need any of this. You know, he was old school. And his wife worked at the facility too. She bought into the program right away and started doing the stretching and was doing great and kind of running circles around him at home. And she would complain often to me of, I don't know how to get him to help me. And I don't know how to get him to do these stretches. And I try and I try and I can't. And because I was at the facility, we would leave these stretches periodically and I would always give him a hard time. So long story short, I became kind of friendly with both him and his wife and we would kind of kibitz back and forth and I'd see him out about town and I'd always tease him about how, you know, if you stand up straight, I wouldn't be able to look you in the eye anymore <laughs> because I'm only five foot four. And I stopped seeing him. I actually left that facility. We have other clinicians there now and I moved on to another facility and kind of lost touch with him. Mm-hmm. And about six months after I had left, I had gotten a phone call on a Saturday. Okay. And I looked at the number and I'm like, well, that number looks familiar. And I answered it and it was him. And he said, well, I just want to say thank you. I'm like, okay, wow. you're welcome, but I don't know why. And he said, well, I fell out of my boat. And I went, okay, why are you thanking me for falling out of your boat? Details, please, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he said, well, I was actually able to haul my butt back into the boat by myself because I was alone fishing. Wow. And it's because I've been doing your metapostures, I was now able to get my leg up over the edge of the boat where I don't think I could have done that six months ago. What a powerful story. That's incredible. Yeah. You know, you basically saved somebody's life. Really? Right? Well, maybe. Oh. I don't know if he was in that deep of water, but uh, right. he was at least able to get back in his boat, which I was very proud of him for that. That was a good moment for him. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. How can safety professionals, hearing about the services that you guys have, contact you? They can reach out to me directly. This is Danielle. My number is 920-257-8912. And also invite you to visit our website at www.industrialtherapysolutions.com to find more information. And all of our contact information is on there as well. Well, super. Well, thank you very much. As you guys probably know, we appreciate you taking your time today, sharing the stories with us. But now it's time for us people being the safety people, to have a little fun with the physical therapy people. (laughs) As you know, it's important to always keep a positive outlook and keep things moving along. That's why they call me the positive safety coach. 
But I think it's also important to have humor in what we do. So we want to ask you a couple uh, jokes and see how you guys do. You guys up for that, Cindy and Danelle? Sure. We can try. We'll do our best. Okay. So what is a physical therapy's favorite movie? Don't, don't, don't. The Empire Strides Back. <laughs> the Empire Strides Back. Wow, huh? Okay, next one. You guys got to get this one here, okay? Okay. So what did the PT say to the bodybuilder with a herniated disc? What did the PT say to the bodybuilder with a herniated disc? Yes. Oh. Had I don't know the answer to that one. You don't know squat. (laughs) (laughs) All right, on to our next one here. All right. What did the physical therapist say to the gingerbread man that walked into the clinic and complains that his knee was hurting? He doesn't have a joint in his knee. (laughs) Have you tried icing it? (laughs) (laughs) I just want to thank you guys for your time today. I hope you enjoyed the time. I enjoyed listening to the stories and uh, how we can make a difference in uh, people's lives and make it fun too. As you know, it is important to stay positive with a positive outlook on safety. That's why they call me the positive safety person that wants to add humor. So thank you very much, Danielle and Cindy. Have a great day. Look forward to uh, working with you guys in the future. Sounds good. Thanks, Ted. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Ted Speaks Live with Ted Carew, the positive safety coach. We would love to hear from you. You can reach out through email at ted.carew at healthandsafetynow.com if you'd like to know more about our podcast or if you're interested in being a guest. Feel free to check us out at healthandsafetynow.com. Rate and review on your favorite podcast app. Join us next week for our next episode. Have a super safe week.